Welcome to the Therapy Evolved Podcast, where we discuss integrating primitive virtues into the context of a modern world. So I'm here with Renee Williamson, who's going to talk to us about exercise, the importance of it on daily wellness, and kind of having fun with that, uh, particularly with the activity of dance. And so without further ado, I'm going to let Renee take it from here and tell us a little bit about her background, and I'll probably uh, interrupt here and there at bad times to try and ask more questions when I get too curious. So Renee, welcome aboard the Therapy Evolved podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. So if you could just sort of give us a, a little bit about your background and what brought you to this point of um, wellness, interest in fitness, interest in dance. Okay. Um, I wasn't the most athletic growing up. Um, just like every other kid, I guess I kind of had ADD. Sure. Um, it was really hard to focus. And then when I went to college, I just found studying wasn't enough, learning. I wanted more. So I've always been interested in some form of physical activity, whether it was karate or rock climbing or swimming. Um, it's just about finding the one that I feel um, satisfies your own personal needs. Sure. And so um, I, I love being physically active. I hate sitting still all day. And I found dancing to be a form of physical activity I'm very passionate. Okay, and I love what you said about um, finding the one that clicks with you, right? And you just you went through so many things, rock climbing, martial arts, um, studying. So when you're going through, what was different when you cycled through activities and you found dancing? What stood out for you that made it the one, the thing? I guess dancing is, so for one, it's, it's a... It's a group activity, but it's not as aggressive as, say, football or baseball. Um, you can really just express yourself. You don't. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just a matter of who you are expressing it. So there's so many different art, so many different dance forms. Sure. Um, I've taken like ballet, contemporary. I've taken hip hop, um, and now I've found salsa to be. My interest this okay. year. Okay. Well, so. you're speaking my language now. I used okay, to do that back cool. in Miami. So, <laughs> and uh, briefly at Southeastern Louisiana University, I was an instructor there. Nice. So. That's awesome. Um, what stands out to you about salsa that you're that you're liking so far? Um, I guess salsa. When you meet people who dance salsa, you probably have experienced this. They're some of the most welcoming, sure. community-based people. Um, the other forms. They're all good, but each has its own personality. Salsa is just very welcoming. Sure. If you go to a dance club where they have salsa, everyone dances with everyone. People don't leave sure. each other out. Um, and then it's it's fun. It's sexy. Um, it's beautiful. It's just and it I I personally like it because you can dance with a partner, um, and that is new to me. I've never done ballroom. This is the first time I've done ballroom. Okay. I found I enjoy dancing more when it's partnering versus by myself. Sure. I definitely understand that. I think 
what stands out to me about salsa and a few other of the Latin ones is sort of the energy, right? I mean, with uh, swing can be enjoyable. I certainly I like rumbo. Waltz has its place, but with something like salsa, just it, the pace seems a little bit more um, electric, a little bit more alive. I think at least. Of course, yeah. So that's always been a draw for me. And I haven't had any experience doing, you know, any kind of routine or like choreography type dances like ballet or something like that. So what's that like and how's that different? Um, I enjoy that. Choreography dance is fun because you get a sense of completion at the end. Okay. Um, when you see one person do a whole dance, um, it's like, oh, I want to do that. And so yeah. it's you really have to go step by step to learn it, which is pretty much how you have to approach anything in life. Sure. Think about it. So I think that in itself can teach really good principles, especially if you dance at a young age and you're used to breaking things down and being persistent and doing a little bit each day. Sure. At the end of it, you kind of look back and you see one big thing and it's amazing to go from one small thing every day to a big thing at the end sure and you know this is a podcast partially about evolutionary psychology and at first you can ask uh, as a listener what does this have to do with evolutionary psych but when you think about tribal culture primitive culture aside from hunting and having a place to sleep and not becoming lion food probably one of the first orders of business is to have enjoyable activities and What's the most stereotypical, enjoyable activity around a campfire in any kind of depiction of a tribe? It's <laughs> right, dancing, dancing, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and everything you outline almost kind of gives sort of credence to this idea of using dance as a preparation for life in some ways. Okay. Thank you. And so, and when we think about dance, part of the reason I think a lot of people don't do it, especially maybe guys, is this perception of it being um, where you can look clumsy or you can make mistakes or you can be made fun of. There's a vulnerability involved, I think. And um, maybe you could tell me a little bit more what it's like on the female perspective of just starting out with a different type of dance. Maybe it's less of that. Maybe it's the same. I don't know. Um, well, I definitely understand the fear of performing and dancing in front of people and looking clumsy. Everyone looks clumsy at first, but that's with anything. When you're a baby and you walk at first, you look clumsy. Sure. But then, after you do it a bunch, you get the hang of it. Um, I always felt I wasn't the most body aware. That's definitely taken practice. But, I mean, I guess I'm different because I dance because I want to develop the traits that you get when you dance. Sure. I'm not worried so much about... Um, the ending as I see it more like a growing process. Okay. Um, and the, it's kind of like if you read a book, you don't judge yourself on how fast can you read the book. You're reading it because you enjoy it and you want to learn. That's how I approach dancing. Sure. And you said um, to something to the effect of to acquire the uh, qualities that come from dancing. Could you tell us a little bit more about that as far as um, you're like, I want to dance to get the things that come from dancing. So what are some of those things? Um, okay, I guess body awareness, having a lot of people, you know, meditate, and that's mm -hmm. kind of just being quiet and having a sense of your body. Um, sure. 
other people, you know, go to the gym or they spend money on plastic surgery, I find dancing to be the best way to have a good connection with your body. It's very authentic. And I find the right way to dance is just to be aware of your body and accept it. And it's grounding, puts you on, I guess, a sense of, you know, I feel like the human body is our connection to the earth. That is how we enjoy the physical earth that we live on. Sure. Um, we have a body. We can eat. We can interact with people. We can look at art. And I find that when you dance, it's the highest expression of body enjoyment. Sure. Well, I'm not going to argue with other people as far as their favorite hobbies. I'm sure that there are a few highest forms, but... Um... <laughs> With dancing, I'm almost hearing a lot of the same qualities as like an action meditation. You mentioned karate. One might say the same thing when they're doing forms, which aren't really that different if you think about it. Right. And um, if you have to break it down, I'm certainly seeing an element of having to take your body through a range of different experiences that you may not do in day-to-day life and labor. So uh, you might, let's say you're a construction worker you might be used to a very rigid uh, parameter of movements where if you try dancing, you're going to experience some things that your body's not used to doing and you'll have to sort of adapt to that. Right. So, what about dancing, and I'm asking this because remember you saying that before all this you weren't very athletic. What about dancing kind of showed you, as far as body awareness goes, like, oh, man, uh, my back strength isn't where it should be or um, maybe I have some dizziness issues. Or, were there any particular things that it kind of made you aware of? Yeah, I guess it made me aware of, you know, I could have more body control, more um, flexibility also, more strength. Okay. And the more I do it, the more I have those. Sure. And from a fitness training perspective, you're kind of talking about the principles, I guess. We call it functional fitness. This idea of instead of doing one isolated movement over and over, you're doing several very practical, very uh, streamlined successions of movement. And if it can be fun instead of grueling, even better, right? All right. So good. Thanks for uh, walking us through what it was like to pick up dancing and what you feel like you kind of got out of dancing. Yeah. So let's say somebody is interested in getting started. Um, what are some misconceptions about dancing that you think that they might need to be aware of or could benefit from being aware of before they start looking in the beginning? Um, I guess the main thing that I would emphasize is that everybody starts somewhere. Um, you know, dancing is a lot of people who have been dancing for a while, they do have a perfectionist mentality. Sure. And... It is all about the details, but um, it just, I would say, just start somewhere. If you see people dance and it's something you want to do, then why not do it? I sure. mean, um, they have people who start in their 20s and then they go on to teach yeah. later in life. It's interesting you mentioned the perfectionist piece. Because um, I've. When you do some instruction, you'll see people that might want to make a career out of it or might want to um, take a more professional, competitive type approach, um, exhibitions and things of that nature. And I think that that certainly has its place. 
But if you're new and you're walking into that, you can kind of get a conception of like, why is there so much pressure on this art, um, artificial activity that you have to follow these forms? You know, if it's a rumba competition, you have to move in this square-like way. And, you know, so that can really turn a lot of people off, too, I think. If you go in um, thinking that everybody who tries this is going to expect you to be um, one day competing and having someone scrutinize and judge every movement. Right. So you're kind of saying just... Accept where you are and give it a shot and try not to pressure yourself. Yeah, I'm saying if it's something you want to do, go for it. Cool. Um, and obviously, each form of dance is different. Some are easier than others. Um, but, I mean, I know people who, you know, they'll take ballet their whole lives. I know a few people who have this situation. They'll take ballet their whole lives, which is very rigid, very formal. Um, that's a certain style. And they're very good at that. Um, and then they go on to do something more free, like salsa, and they're like, how do I shake my hips? Sure. Um, but they, since they started with ballet, they know it takes time to get from point A to point B, so they don't give up. And those are the ones who become good at different forms. Sure. And that's a good perspective, too. If you over-specialize in one thing or, and you're not aware of trying new areas, you might find yourself leaning too far in one direction for your own taste. So we're coming up on the end here. What I want to do is I want to run through some of the basics as far as like what you think of when you think of evolution. Okay. And if you could say like a couple words about how you think it could help a listener in each of these little quick, very primitive, basic areas, right? So we've talked a lot about physical fitness um, and how that can help you there. We've talked about awareness of your surroundings and of your body and how that can help you. How do you feel that dance can help you um, socially? I think that when I know as far as partnering goes, um, you feed off of each other's energy, and that is actually a really, it's kind of like nonverbal communication almost when you're dancing with someone. Um, if you're just in the moment and you're just following their lead as a woman or leading as a man, um, there's like kind of a connection, like a silent connection. You don't need to really talk a lot. And you mentioned the difference between like um, gender roles in the dance. Right. And of course, that's not 100% across cultures, across all ways, you know. But that does bring up an interesting question. And one massive part of evolutionary psychology is studying sort of mating trends. So just from your own perspective, um, without getting too personal, of course, what benefit do you feel that studying dance and understanding dance would have for someone of either gender finding a optimal partner? Um, I guess the obvious is it puts you in touch with your body. Sure. Um, that's always a start. Um, as far as partnering goes, I know when I first started out, I was horrible at following a sure. guy's lead. I always anticipated the next movement. And I always will hold on to firmly. And over time, I've gotten more comfortable to where with each new partner, I can just let the guy lead me. Sure. And that some people, obviously, you're going to click with better than others at first. Um, but I think that it can really teach you how to adapt. And that's kind of like what we do anytime we interact with people sure. at all. Um, 
you meet someone and you adjust to who they are, and then you meet someone else and you adjust to who they are, and sure. your differences blend together and you make something synchronicity. And if you didn't, if you replace the word dance with um, dating, it would almost equally apply. It sounds. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Have you found that um, your hobby of and your passion for dancing has helped you in the sort of dating world? Yes, I have. Okay, um, and uh, that can reach the territory of awkward, but you know, just from a general standpoint, what's proven relevant and what's stood out for you as far as how this has helped you in that world? Well, I guess for me personally, it just it makes me feel really happy, and anytime you're happy, you're gonna have better luck sure. in your relationships with other people. So that's my personal outlook on it. Um, is that kind of a chill? Absolutely, and you know, the reason why I was asking is. People have studied dance before. I don't remember the exact study. And the idea is dancing, even in the animal kingdom, is a sign of coordination and genetic fitness, right? So if you can perform well in a dancing arena, it shows that you might have good genetic traits to pass on the offspring, and so you become a more attractive mate to the opposite sex. Nice. So, you know, an added benefit, and humans weren't the first to figure that out. So, right, so yeah. Okay. All right, so we're definitely on the end here, and I know that you've got another appointment here. What are some uh, takeaways? What would you like the listeners to know um, if you could share any message that matters most to you? About? Um, um, living well in general. I just think it is important to find one thing to be passionate about, and I, I just believe everyone should be enjoying their bodies. Everyone should be excited, everyone should be having fun. So find a form of physical activity that allows you to enjoy your body, whether it's biking or it's swimming or it's dancing. Thank you so much. Or throwing rocks. Or throwing rocks. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time, Renee. It's been a pleasure uh, meeting you and interviewing with you today. Thank you. You too. Thank you for joining us today on the Therapy Evolve podcast. We at Paragon Wellness welcome your comments, questions, concerns, and suggestions for improvement. Feel free to contact us at paragoncounselor at gmail.com or drop us a comment at facebook.com slash paragonwellness. And always, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us become noticed for better or for worse. While I am a licensed professional counselor, these podcasts are not meant to be taken as clinical intervention. If you are experiencing considerable emotional or lifestyle difficulty, it is highly encouraged that you contact a local wellness professional. Thanks again, guys. See you next week.